What's up? Welcome to the Inner City Innovators Podcast with Ricky Aiken, where we will discuss marginalized communities and what it will take to bring true and lasting hope and transformation to the disadvantaged. Now, here's your host and hope dealer, Ricky Aiken. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Ricky Aiken, founder and executive director of Inner City Innovators. And I'm honored for today's guest. And uh, basically, you could say co-host. He kind of pops in and out as he pleases because I respect him that much. And I think what he has to contribute is that important. And his name's LaShawn. What's up, bro? What's going on? What's going on? Um, My pleasure to be here. Likewise, bro. So a little bit about me, uh, who I am and what I do. Uh, like Ricky said, my name is LaShawn Montal, formerly known as SGKO. Um, I run a financial literacy brand where we teach uh, inner city youth. We teach pretty much anyone who's willing to learn um, how to swap out um, old self-destructive habits and re-implement new ones that will assist with building generational wealth and just taking your life to the next level. Um, so that's what I do. Um, I met Ricky about six years ago. I was actually inside of a youth development program for at-risk youth. Um, I ended up there due to some crimes I had committed as a teen. Um, And throughout that, I happened to link up with Ricky. Um, He was running his program inside of where I was incarcerated at. And I just took the gems, man. I ran with it. I seen um, a lot of myself and Ricky and what I could be going forward. Um, I managed to get out of there with a lot of his guidance, a lot of his help and expertise and his story. Um, years passed, um, I started to do my own thing and then I, he popped back up in my head, man. I reached out to Ricky online, like, yo, you remember me? He's like, you know what I'm saying? So if we link back up, man, and here we are and it's great. It's going great. I'm excited to be here. Um, I think this is going to be something that's very influential going forward and very impactful nonetheless. So absolutely. And when we met, man, that was like in the beginning of Hope Dealer. Like that was like before it even like became anything like I was just trying to put the program together and so going into Palm Beach Youth Academy and working with you guys was kind of like I was able to kind of tighten up my material for the youth that I get to serve now because I felt like going to Palm Beach Youth Academy I was dealing with the toughest of the tough like y'all right. had did the crimes that had y'all doing the time and if it worked for y'all, I knew it would work out in the community. And to see how receptive y'all were to my message and to my heart, it really gave me the courage to kind of continue to do what I do in the community. So I always wanted to appreciate y'all for that. 1,000, bro, 1,000. Like you said, man, a lot of us were some of the toughest kids. Um, That was a high-risk facility. So, you know... On, on paper, we were some of the toughest kids in the, the in Palm Beach County and the state of Florida, for that matter, you know, because we were very segregated. So right. it was from all over the place, but all of us were in one area. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was it was a lot of the toughest kids, man. And we were already fighting adversity. Right. We were already, you know, 
very non-receptive to authority. Yeah. We were. We were very reluctant to change. You know, yeah. we just weren't open to rehabilitation. You right. know, we were still right. young, still very immature mentally. So to have someone like you to stand in front of us and yeah. serve as that example, like, yo, I came from where y'all come from. Right. I've done what y'all done, and I'm still out there seeing the dangers and right. how you can self-destruct like this every day. Yeah. So, yeah, bro. And the one thing I knew about you early was that you were a leader. You were either going to lead a gang <laughs> into destruction <laughs> or you were going to be the president. Right, 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 That's right, the bro. kind of power you had. You can kind of look at certain young men and I, I, I look and I say, oh, he got the juice. You know, he, he has it. Whatever it is, you had it. So when we reconnected and I saw like you were on such a positive track like and kind of living what it means to be a hope dealer, I was so encouraged, man. So I'm honored to have had anything to do with your journey thus far. And I'm looking forward to inspiring you and empowering you to continue to embody the change we feel is needed in our communities. Now, let me ask you this. Um, you, you committed crimes to end up uh, within the juvenile justice system. Right. Let's go into that and what you felt contributed to that, you know, in case there's any youth or parents or probation officers working you to give them insight. I want to I want to, like, open up your heart and let them see it so that they can be better equipped or that our listeners can have a better understanding for what we're trying to do. Um, I would say, man, definitely a lot of undesirable circumstances um, in the home, man. Um, A lot of a lot of have nots. You know, a lot of, you know, comparing yourself to those who have um, just a lot of, you know, the community, the world not really wanting to give you a chance due to, you know, how you may look or how you how you may wear your clothes. You know, so a lot of different circumstances could have led up to um, what ultimately brought me down that road. But I would say most importantly, man, just having having a backbone of mentorship, having guidance, having yeah. people and systems in place that can help me, you know, keep my thinking patterns cognitive, yeah. man, because when you're young at that age, 16 and 17, as men, you know, we start to get a sense of ourselves and start to right. figure out what we think we want to do now. Right. And, you know, it, it comes down to what you influenced by right. at that point, because you still don't know how to take your own direction without right. guidance. Exactly. So, yeah, bro. I always say the most dangerous time to be alive is around that, that age, 15, 16, 17, 18. Because as a young person, you, like, you're influenced by your community. And if you live in a broken home, you don't really have the structures in place it takes to be successful coming from where you come from. And I think it's unfair that we have kids that are coming from these communities. We're sending them to school with kids who come from better and more privileged background. And you expect these kids to overcome everything that they have going on in their communities, gun violence being an everyday thing, crime, losing family members to gun violence and incarceration, yet they're supposed to turn that off and be a model student. So another thing is like seeing you, like you're, you're not a bad person. You're not an right. evil person. You're not what I would think of as a criminal when I, when I think of that word. But the circumstances led you to make certain decisions that got you where you were. And we're living in West Palm Beach. I tell people all the time, like, because people think, like, oh, nothing can happen in Palm Beach County. I'm like, it's easier to be poor where most of the people are poor, right? right. If I'm living in Baltimore and I'm surrounded by a bunch, it's easier. 
But when you live where we live and you see such wealth, I ain't saying they're flaunting it, but being it's literally right across you, the street, right, you, right, you, it's you right across it. the street, bro. You want it, right? You, you know you're not gonna get it the 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 way that they tell you. Go to school, get a job, like so. That kind of exasperates what you're willing to do Facts. to get that capital. Facts. I mean, it's and like you just said, it's a it's a it's it's right across the street, man. I mean, the wealth gap in our communities these days, you know, on paper is huge, but brick and mortar is not very big, man. You walk right. right outside your door, and even though you live in a torn down community, these Ferraris, these Lamborghinis, these Rolls Royces, these big people pass right through our communities to get to theirs. True. And so, you know, it gives us a light of what it could be, but see, this is where we miss, and this is where hope dealing comes in and makes such a big play. Ignorance is the greatest killer. Mm. What we don't know serves as the greatest threat to us, in right. my opinion. Yeah. So in our communities, we got inner city youth, even adults, you know, who are unaware of the opportunities that are present. Right. They have no ideas. Like I always like to say, is if you're a convicted felon, that's okay. Publix might not hire you. Right. Walmart might not hire you, but Bank of America will still give you a loan. Right. Your, right. your local municipality will still register your LLC. Yes. You can yep. still go and purchase real estate. You can still take out life insurance policies. You can still build generational wealth. Corporate America doesn't mm. turn away felons. Right. Wall Street don't care who you are, bro. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if, if we don't know that, if, right. if, if we are told to, yeah, go to school, <clears throat> go and get a job, yeah, right. Yale University might not take us with those charges. Right. And the job across the street might not, but if we, if we are exposed to different opportunities, <clears throat> we got hope dealing in the community. Yeah. These events are going, these groups are going, and all of these impactful things are going on with these youth there around these high quality high level thinking men right. like you like me like ourselves yeah that are serving as that example yeah that okay i don't have to sell dope right i don't have to play ball i don't have to rap because in our communities these right. are the opportunities we see right anybody that's got something where we come from they got it one of x amount of ways right. and it's not like that necessarily on the other side of the fence where you know you grow up under these literary things you grow up with these financial habits you grow up learning how to manage how to leverage risk how to mitigate right. risk and things like that so it's just a matter of opportunity bro we just don't know what we have exactly and that's spoken like a true hope dealer. Like the one thing I always notice what that separates someone that I would consider a hope dealer from anyone else that comes from our community is the hope, the vision that something better can could be had. You know, when I started this organization, I was looking in my community. I'm like, man, on every single street corner is a dope dealer, you know? And I said, what if there was a hope dealer? On, on each corner it would children will be what they see and right. if they saw this image what could it do for the culture of our community so i thought like that early what would you say contributed to your your mindset i would say definitely the moment i came upon any type of mentorship the moment somebody seen something in me yeah that was it and mm. doing you know those crimes that i committed very thankful for that that obstacle in my life because had that not occurred i wouldn't yeah. even be sitting here today so mm. from that happening man just along the way i was able to speak i was able to you know express what i know express what i can do right show how in a closed environment i can rise above it right. and still be something greater than the environment itself mm. 
that started to, you know, attract other people in right. who could see that. Yeah. And then once I started to identify respectable mentors, yeah. and I ran into, like I said, I ran into you, and I'm like, all right, this is it, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, the, and, and I'm from West Palm Beach. Yeah. And you was from West Palm Beach. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids, they was from Orlando. Yeah. They was from everywhere. But it was like I had someone right here at my doorstep. Yeah. And like you said, bro, you was always looking in the community to find the changes. So right. that gave you a vision. Yeah. And with that vision, you took that and, and found a direction, bro, and mm -hmm. drove drove yourself all the way here, man. So right. it's, it's astronomical to see, bro. You just Respect touched on giving, something. Bro. Thank you. I appreciate that, 1, bro. And I'm honored. You just touched on something I don't want people to miss. And it was the importance of people who saw something in you and, and made an investment that either planted a seed, watered a seed, but they, they kind of believed in you before you believed in yourself. And eventually you believed it. Right. I know there are a lot of parents out there, probation officers. Mm. There are all types of people who work with young men from our demographic, and they kind of forget that we come from hopeless situations. Like, my mom loved me, but she was on drugs when she had me, and she couldn't raise me. I was raised by my grandmother. My grandmother did the best she could, but due to her alcoholism, she couldn't do enough. Right, man. My big brothers, even them selling drugs, they did it to try to help me and prepare a, a way for my little brother and I, but that way don't work because I right. ended up wanting to do that. So we come from situations where you're not really getting that positive affirmation. You're not really getting people speaking vision over your life. You kind of sense the opposite, that people are looking at you and judging you and counting you out already. Like no one had to tell me to drop out of school. Right. I kind of felt the expectations were so low that no one would care if I did. Likewise, bro. Likewise. And just to add to that, like I said, when... When you got a four or five, even the kids in, in the hoods, the inner cities, man, even the countries, man, because nowadays it's like no color on this stuff, man. Right. It's like, you know, inner city youth, they're all shape, all sizes, all yep. ages, and they just suffering. And it's, it's no color. There's no yep. age barriers on this anymore. And it's like, you know... Kids are growing up, even in the inner cities, specifically, yeah. these kids are growing up, even the ones that are doing good, you yeah. know what I'm saying? The ones that are doing good, their good is not even good they can carry because right. daddy, like you said, daddy's dealing dope. Yeah. Mama's dealing dope. We living good. We got the J's. We right. got the four-wheelers. We got all this nice stuff, but it's not serving as something we can use right. to go ahead and build and use as a stepping stone once exactly. we are able and responsible for ourselves, bro. Exactly. I always disturb... I I always describe our situation as simply hurt people hurting people. Like when I look oh, at the yeah, gun bro. violence we're trying <laughs> to end, it's nothing special. It's actually elementary. It's people who are hurt, never had an opportunity to deal with their trauma. Once that trauma take root, it's going to come out one way or the right. other. Right. And so we got an entire community of suffering people who just aren't getting the resources they need to heal the right way. Facts, bro. Facts, bro. Let me add, I want to ask you, man, like, from from the time that we met all the way up until now, bro, like, there's a saying, even though, I mean, even though this is not a huge business, this is not a corporate style type of thing, you know, yeah. there's a saying that says most businesses, most brands, most entrepreneurs, anybody that's trying to take a stand on anything, yeah. there is a saying that says most of us fail within the first four years yeah. of doing that yeah. because we lose our drive. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's a set. So, bro. 
And before I met you, you was already doing this yeah. for years at that time. Yep. And that was like major growth for you at that time yep. to be in a, a yep. youth center now Yeah, from the block where yeah. you started yep. with nobody listening. Now you yeah. in a center, people seeing it. So, bro, from there to here, bro, over ten, over a decade of yeah. hard work, yep. sweat equity, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How does it, how did you stay focused, bro? Yeah. Because you ain't you ain't doing this to right. make a million dollars, yeah, bro. This I'm is not. non. This, yeah, is, this not is not about the money, bro. Exactly. So how do you stay in it for anybody else that's trying to stay in it? Yeah, I think in our community, coming where we come from, we're always afraid of failure. Like that, like we like you think about how people are bullied and 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 all the things that happen, but we're, we're afraid of failure. So the first thing I had to learn before I embarked on this is to to get that out of my head. Every fall, every misstep, every stumble is a growth opportunity, and nice. as long as you're approaching whatever you do with that mindset, you're gonna grow. You're gonna get the lesson nice. you need to get to the next level. I remember when I organized my first uh, peace walk and uh, we had just lost my young friend, Johnny Davis. Johnny, rest in peace. Rest in He'll peace, man. always be one of the seeds uh, that was planted that, that of what we see today. But his family came to me and asked if I could perform a, a, a peace march and a candlelight vigil. And I'm like, I've never done that before. By that time, I had some public speaking experience, probably right. more than what would have been had in the community at that time outside of a pastor. Definitely. But I said, yeah, I'll do it. I got on my computer, Google uh, a peace march, how to put it together. And I said, you know what? We're going to do it. And then we did it. And there are probably so many areas of improvement or needs that need to happen. But it's all about the outcome, our intention. What were we trying to do? And did we accomplish that? Everything else doesn't really matter at the end of the day. What mattered most is that his family felt supported. We, we, we had a cry out for justice, that community members knew that this was not the norm and apathy was not the way. We needed to do something. And everything I've done since has been grounded on that, man, like to, to reject the fear of failure. Facts. Failure is, is as long as you've fallen forward, have you really failed? And that's true. And another thing I like to say, man, is failure, success and failure are <clears throat> directly related. There's absolutely no way you can succeed unless you fail first, mm -hmm. some way, somehow. You can't fail unless you succeed first. It got to be going good for it to go bad. Mm -hmm. Then it got to go bad for it to go good. There's really no in between with that. So like Ricky said, um, the fear of failure <clears throat> is where we fail a lot of times, not understanding that there's lessons to be learned in that. There are curriculums within your shortcomings and how you see the problem <clears throat> is ultimately going to be the biggest problem for you. So right. fix your outlook, go into it with the right mindset, go right. into it with the right outlook, and that's going to give you a better result. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you, for young men like myself, because you deal with these kind of young men, this is yeah. exactly what you do, that want to become a prominent figure, that want to become a role model, that want to serve as you know a martyr in the community, somebody that's walking with something, that's standing with something, right? Yeah. What would what advice would you give to an up and coming young man that that could be me 
Then now, you know, what would you tell them in order to mold themselves into somebody to be somewhat like what you saw when you met me? What are those characteristics that a high quality mentor would be looking for in somebody that they want to push ahead? Absolutely. First and foremost, I would tell them to do what you did and learning the value of mentorship. Right. Many of us have come from homes where we didn't have fathers. We didn't have that that leadership that we need to kind of provide a foundation in our life. And when you don't have that, you got to look for it. I was fortunate to have a string of mentors and I owe everything I am to those mentors. I had spiritual mentors uh, in Chris Tress, uh, community mentors and brother Carl Muhammad. Shout out to all y'all, by the way, man. Michael Newsom took me in when my grandma died and my mom's drug addiction got the best of her. And so I had all Todd Shoemaker just always there keeping me inspired and on the right track and meeting needs. I always had a council of men who saw something in me before I saw it. So I knew I needed that. Like my heart knew I, I really did have this dad shaped hole in my heart that I was looking to fill. Right. I was just fortunate to find the right guys to, to fill me in that way. And not to say my dad's not around and he's trying. My dad, we reconnected and we real trying to rebuild something special, man. Trying to create beauty from the ashes. But these guys stepped in. So it's role models and it's just a willingness to learn, man. Learn and experiment with what they're teaching you to do. Because You got to be open-minded, man. Exactly. You ain't going to be coachable. You ain't going to have your mind open. You're going to be stuck and stagnant. You know, this might not be the program for you, or maybe it is. Right. Just come ready. Right. You know, because it's, it's, it's time to work, you know. Yeah. Go into that. Like, as a, as a young man, like, what advice would you give to another young man about making the most of mentor relationships? Um, just... Just unlearn and relearn. Mm-hmm. Like once you once you realize that the the cycles and the patterns that you came up under, you know we can't blame you for that. We can't blame ourselves for how we was raised. None of us asked to come into this world. But once we get to a point of understanding and we start thinking we can make decisions on our own, just understand that at that point it becomes your responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure that you elevate and you grow how you need to grow because there's really no savior. You know what right. I mean? Even with even with having mentors, you know, like Ricky is my mentor. I'm Ricky's mentee. But if I'm not taking the resources, the tools and the knowledge that Ricky's giving me and I'm not applying that, yeah. then what value am I getting and what value is Ricky getting? Yeah. So I would say just be ready, man, because people are going to give you the game. When you're ready yeah. to jump off the porch, there's going to be somebody waiting there to yeah. grab your hand and take you along and bro. see if you for real, bro. Yeah. Be ready. I always say there's never been an easier time for a young person in general, but especially a young black male to be successful in America. With all this internet, bro, right now it's our time, bro. Yeah. And people want to support, people want to help, but you have to want it. Like there's a book I read called Extreme Ownership, and it just means own everything in your life. Like, leave nothing to chance, leave nothing in dependence on somebody else to do. Because when I run into a bunch of guys, right, that have made mistakes, that are a little older, been in the streets, they're defeated. It's like, man, them white folks don't want a nigga to have nothing. Right, it's, man. it's always like what Destructive somebody else mindset, don't. You know, like, right. Oh, they ain't, I ain't getting no support from here or there. Well, go where you will get support. One thing about me, I've always went where I was celebrated 
and not tolerated. Right. Right. I'm not gonna be around like I know my mission. That take, that takes energy people. from you, bro. To right. chime in on that, to be where you tolerate it, that takes energy from you. Yep. So when you go where you celebrate it, that puts that that's input. That's right. putting life in. Exactly. That's putting energy in. That's helping you grow. Exactly. But when you're around where people just tolerating you, man, that's taken out of you because right. you having to pull out of yourself to be around this environment, and you've yep. already known what type of what type of time it's on. So that was a great point, yep. bro, for sure. An environment. Don't be afraid to to switch it up, man. Like, if you know that you're trying to go from where you've been to where you're trying to go, you got to change up who you hang with. Like, if I continue hanging out with the guys I grew up with, I would either be dead, a convicted felon, or in prison. Those are the only ways it would have ended, right? I, I chose not to. I chose to hang out with my coworkers at the after school program I was working with, and most of them were Christian. Uh, my first job was after school program with Urban Youth Impact when they were at the Salvation Army Northwest Community Center, and I just started hanging around my coworkers, and they were lame compared to my friends. But I ain't never have to worry about nobody coming to shoot at me. I ain't never have to worry about the police coming to knock on my door about something I did. I ain't have to worry about nothing but just being. So when you're trying to get from point A to point B, you need to be willing to do whatever it takes. If that means cutting dead weight off, changing your environment, taking responsibility for things you didn't think were your responsibility, you got to do that because at the end of the day, this is your life. You in control, life. bro. It's your reality, bro. Yeah. I tell my young man, I can only tell you. I can only talk to you. And I can give you the game as much. You have to use it. Because guess right. what? When you don't and you end up in a situation you don't want to be in, you got that's your you gotta live that. Not right. me. Right. And you gotta develop that 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 you gotta develop that uh that results only no excuse mentality all these excuses about like you said earlier we got to stop that in our community a lot of times we love to look to other races yeah. we look to our moms we look to our fathers we look to every other outlet every exterior source to validate yeah. why our life is going this way other than ourselves man you right. got to look in the mirror like once i looked in the mirror i started mm -hmm. seeing beauty bro once i started to understand self man and like you said mature environment your environment is everything, man. You, we, you, we were once hanging with people who are now convicted felons, right. dead or in jail. Yep. Like almost all of my friends are one of these three things now, yep. and I'm only 24 years old. Mm. <laughs> I haven't even made it this far down the road. Right. So it's like you were saying, man, you, it's a change of environment. Never be afraid of change. Change is good. Change is it's all about how you see it, man. If you got friends that's felons, you got friends that's doing crime, there's, you know, Love your guys. You grew up with these guys. They're your brothers. They're your homies. Y'all been through the mud together. Understandable. But when you get to a point in your life where you feel like you want growth, you feel like you need to expand, you feel like you need to go to the next level, you're going to have to change everything around you, including your friends. If right now you make no money, but you want to make a hundred grand a month, you got to be around somebody making a million dollars a month right now. Right. So that way you can get that game and then that starts to rub off on you, bro. Just like Ricky said, man. You exactly. know, you can be you be in one place and then you switch it up and then things start happening different. Yep. 
you you hanging out with people who are doing this early on, and then it, right. those seeds that were already planted right. were watered and they grew. Yep. So it's all on you, bro. Yep. Most of us already got these seeds. Exactly. <laughs> and because I cut my friends off earlier, now I'm able to be a, 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 a resource for them. Now I'm able to help. You need community service hours? Come do it with us. Facts, bro. Your daughter need uh, a program to be in? Come with ours. But it wouldn't have happened if I stayed. We're going to close on these two questions. I'm going to answer it for from the perspective of a parent, but I want you to answer it for the perspective of the youth. There's a young man out there. Somebody sent him this podcast because they're concerned for him. He's dabbling in the streets. His life is on a trajectory that we know too well, one that ends in death and destruction. If you, if you had that captive audience, what would you say to them to help them turn it around? I would say, man, just understand that it's by design, bro. That everything that's going on right now is by design. If you're losing, it's by design. Mm. Your lack of opportunities is by design. It was set up for you to fail this way. So what you need to do is get a realization around that, wrap your head around that, and then figure out a way that you can leverage the system and rewrite the way that it was designed for you to be, man. Mm. That's what I'm going to tell you. It's all in the mind, bro. Powerful. Powerful. And to anyone working with the type of youth that he just described, I would say empathy goes a long way. Remember that we were once young, we were once dumb, like, we want these kids to act like the mature self we are today, and it just doesn't work that way. These kids need love. They need support. They need our, our time. You know, uh, my pastor used to always say, children spell love, T-I-M-E. It's the same with our youth. You know, we can't be barking or we really need to sit down, spend time and understand what's motivating their behaviors. And then once we know, it's getting them around people that can support them. There is nothing more important than the life of our youth because there is nothing more important than our future. Our youth are our future. So if we're saying that we got a population of our society that are throwaway kids, we, we will never be successful. We already put that spell on them right there, bro. Exactly. So we need to come up out of that, and we need to show these youth that they matter, man. Like, no other, like, homicide is the leading cause of death for boys and young men of color between the ages of 13 and 24. Homicide, that's preventable, bro. People are gone way before their time for something that's in our in, in our power to control. It ain't the guns jumping up and killing nobody. It's it's people who don't have the social emotional tools to deal with the stress that they're encountering on day to day. And when they meet a simple conflict that used to result in a fist fight, they're willing to pick up a gun. That means we as adults, we as a society are failing these youth. Our schools are failing them. Our communities are failing them. We are failing them. Until we can first acknowledge that, you got no business talking to a youth about anything. Very well spoken, my brother. Thanks, bro. So... How do people reach you, man? I want I want people following you yeah, because yeah, I yeah, follow yeah, you on yeah, social bro. media. You always yeah. dropping jewels. How do people stay in touch with your story and what you're doing? Hey, um, you gonna follow me on Instagram at otn.ko. That's otn.kayo. K 
keep up with me, follow me. I'm always dropping gems. I'm always giving tips on how you can build wealth, how you can invest your money and start making passive income right away today, not tomorrow. You can also follow the brand page at blckbillions.club. Blckbillions.club. Um, it was my pleasure, man. And until we get with y'all again, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is it, man. We are, we are, we are getting out of here. But if you were inspired by anything you heard, man, please contribute. Please contribute. Donate so we ain't got to come out of our pockets to pay for this podcast. We ain't got to worry about that. We just come create content that's useful to you and you change the hood and your community. Yes, so. yes. All donations go back into the podcast and building this up to reach youth all across the world. So thank y'all. Thank y'all.